Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to the Armchair GM Sports Network. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another installment of Straight to the Extra Point Alma Mater, right here on the Armchair GM Sports Network, your October 4th, 2019 edition, your source for North American sports coverage by sports fans for sports fans, delivered to you right here in the Niagara region. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Armchair GM Pod, like us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Armchair GM's Network, listen to us live or on demand on Spreaker.com slash the Armchair GM's, all one word. And we're also on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, iHeartRadio, Castbox, and Stitcher Radio by searching the Armchair GMs Network. So wherever it's easiest and most convenient for you to listen to us, we're on many different platforms for you. And as always, I am your host of Straight to the Extra Point Alma Mater Cappy. You can follow me on Twitter at Caputs13 with a Canadian Z. And I'm always joined by my co-host for the college uh, football portion of the network. He is Trey Patterson, at Trey Patterson on Twitter, formerly of Fox Sports Knoxville, covering the Tennessee Vols. Trey, what's going on? Hey, man. How's it going? Good. I feel like this is uh, take two for us. Yeah, hopefully there's no technical difficulties this go. Yes. um, We tried to record this a few days ago, and uh, there were some issues with Skype, so uh, we had to postpone the show till uh, this afternoon on Friday. So uh, we're here for you guys, though, and uh, we're going to get the the show in for you. Um, Again, uh, like I was trying to say on the the show that got uh, cut off a few days ago was that uh, we apologized for missing last week. We just couldn't. uh, The schedule was just didn't work for us and uh both our teams were on buys anyway so we might as well have taken a buy right trey Uh, that's good enough for me (laughs) perfect so uh before we waste any more time going back to week four since you know uh we missed week five so we didn't have a a chance to discuss how trey's uh betting odds went for week four um as far as the points for the over-unders uh trey went seven seven and one uh with those so he went a respectable 500 with a push and as for the the spreads for the actual games, uh, he went 14 wins and 12 losses. So, Trey, you were over 500, and you probably won some people some money. Yep, that's all you can ask for right there, you know. If, you, uh, if you're making money, it's a good day. Exactly. And uh, you people out there that uh, want Trey to have his, you know, 15-3 and three record that he had in Week 2, uh, you know, if he had that every week, I'm pretty sure he'd be, you know, a bookie in Vegas or something, so... I might need to look into that either way. Yeah, maybe you should. <laughs> but anyway, so, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm just getting over uh, a sinus infection, but you have to bear with me. But, yeah, pretty respectable uh, a week for you, Trey, in week four, and then obviously we missed week five uh, for the betting odds portion. But uh, is there anything you want to discuss from any scores from week five that uh, that you, uh, you know, were shocked or, you know, didn't see coming? Um, I think the the one thing I tried to say before, you know, our equipment went to all hell last uh, last time was that I, I don't think Clemson. Um, I think they proved that they're not the clear cut number one team in the country anymore after that game against North Carolina. Uh, North Carolina, you know, they, they're not a good team per se, but uh, they're not really a bad team either. But this is a team that Clemson should wipe the floor with. It doesn't matter if it's a home or away. Clemson should have came out and rolled that team. And uh, lucky for them. North Carolina decided to go for two at the end of the game and didn't get it, which, you know, saved Clemson's rear end, so to say. But uh, Do you like that decision uh, by North Carolina to just say, screw it, just go for the win against the number one ranked team? Normally, I would say yes, because in that position, you know, those teams aren't supposed to be there. But 
North Carolina had been going toe to toe with them all, all, you know, all afternoon. They were right there with them the entire game. Their defense was holding up. Um, I understand Mac Brown's decision and wanting to go for two just in the game, but right there, I'd, I'd probably rather him, you know, kick the extra point and then actually go to overtime because his team was playing. I thought his team played better than Clemson did, and I think they could have won had it gone to overtime. It's not one of those where the team was lucky to be there at the end of the fight. They, they were. You know, they, Clemson was lucky to be there at the end of the fight. That's how it, I felt the game was. So, you know, normally I would say that was a good decision, but in that case, I I would have rather seen them take the extra point. Now, I'm going to bring up the cliche argument. Do you think it was more of North Carolina stepping it up, or do you think it was more of Clemson playing really bad? I think I think North Carolina played really good, um, and I just think you know it was probably just one of those like trap game type things for Clemson it's not necessarily that they played bad they just didn't play as you know as good as they should have um and then you know it was just the you know two forces hitting each other at once Clemson not taking North Carolina uh, seriously and then North Carolina saying you know this is our Super Bowl if we win this game you know we've already beaten South Carolina this year if we beat Clemson too we're the kings of the Carolinas so I think it was a mix of the both yeah, I mean, Clemson was able to escape with a 21-20 victory, and, uh, you know, it kind of hurt them in the AP uh, polls, which we'll get into later. But uh, any other games, Trey, that, uh, that from Week 5 that kind of, like, jumped out at you as far as uh, ranked teams, maybe? Uh, Alabama, you know, continued to, you know, just crush everybody. Uh, Auburn, they looked really good. Um, I believe it was... Uh, they they beat uh, another team. I'm pretty sure uh, Texas A&M. Uh, they they continuing they're continuing to disappoint. They came away with a win this week, uh, but it was against Arkansas. Arkansas is a bottom feeder in the SEC. They're right there next to Tennessee By when it comes to points. yeah. Um, and that that is one where uh, they are probably lucky to come away with a win um, because Arkansas was marching down the field, uh, had a chance to score. Um, you know, it was like fourth down. They were on like probably their 20 yard line or something like that. <clears throat> and, uh, you know, there's questionable PI that wasn't called. Um, so, you know, you can say Texas A&M was lucky to get away with a win. I am. <clears throat> and I don't think Texas A&M is as good as everybody was making them out to be at the beginning of the season. Yep. Um, a couple other games here I saw that <clears throat> were kind of interesting for ranked teams. Uh, where was it? Uh, I actually, oh, there it was. Yeah. So, uh, it was a game between 17 ranked Washington and 21 ranked USC and Washington came away with the win there 28 to 14, um, two kind of lower ranked teams at the back of the, the AP. But, uh, yeah, yeah, the thing about the PAC 12, it's like, they have a bunch of like good teams, but they don't have any, like one great team. You know, it's like a lot of other conferences, um, like, like take the SEC, for example. You know, you have LSU, Alabama, and Georgia as great teams. And then, you know, you have some good teams uh, and then bad teams. It seems like in the Pac-12, it's just all good teams and, like, no great teams and maybe one or two bad teams, and that's it. Um, but, yeah, that, that, I mean, as far as, you know, standings go in the Pac-12, that's a big win for Washington. Uh, they needed that win um, after losing early on in the year. Um, but as I always say, or as it, they don't say it, you know, it just comes down to how everything works out. A loss early in the year doesn't hurt you as much as a loss at the end of the year. No, you're right. And um, the, that was the game I wanted to talk about real quick was the uh, it was a Friday game between uh, Arizona State and Cal and 15th ranked Cal. And uh, Arizona State ended up coming up with the win here by uh, by seven points, 24 to 17 over the 15th ranked team. So what did you think about that, Trey? Arizona State, they're on fire so far this year. I think they have one loss uh, so far through five weeks. Um, Herm Edwards, Herm Edwards, he's got that program turned around. Uh, they used to be, you know, an afterthought there in the Pac-12. Nobody cared about the Sun Devils, um, and now he's, you know, he's got them winning. They're coming out, and I still don't think they're getting any respect. Um, I don't think that. Yeah, they're still not even. Oh no, they are ranked. Okay, they're ranked twentieth now. Um, but yeah. before this week, yeah. uh, they weren't even ranked in the AP poll. Um, and you know, I think it's a, I think it's just a testament to, you know, how, uh, well Herm Edwards is doing down there. I think he's in his third year there now. Um, so it's taken him a little bit of time, but you know, if it takes time to build a successful program and it looks like he's doing that. No, for sure. So 
<clears throat> like like you said, this was a few weeks ago, so now they are ranked. But uh, that's a big that's a big loss for Cal as well. Um, obviously, as a fifteenth ranked team. But uh, so yeah, yeah, because Cal's Cal's not even uh, in the top twenty five anymore. Nope. Other than that, every other ranked team won uh, pretty handily. Uh, the only other team that really struggled, uh, like we said, with Clemson, was uh, where are they? But Wisconsin only won twenty four to fifteen against Northwestern. Um, everybody else pretty much blew out their opponents, uh, so it really isn't much else to talk about that was, uh, you know, interesting or shocking from week five. Uh, everything was pretty much expected. So, yep. uh, with that being said, Trey, um, trying to think, yeah, we might as well uh, go into our week six betting odds. What do you think? Uh, you want to go over the AP poll first? Oh yeah, sure. Let, let's do the let's do the AP first, and then we'll take a. Uh, take commercial and then we'll start with the the betting odds and we'll take another the last commercial break in between those so yeah let's uh let's do the <clears throat> do you want to do yours first or do you want to do the ap list first uh we can go through the ap first and then we'll All do right. mine perfect so the up the, the updated ap 25 uh poll for week six has michigan state at 25 tied with texas a&m southern methodist is now SMU's. Yeah, it's the first time that they have been ranked uh, in the AP since the 80s when they got the death penalty. So that that's, you know, <laughs> that's pretty, you know, amazing that it's been, what, 30-some-odd years since this team has been ranked and it's taken that long for them to overcome the death penalty. Uh, that That's, you know, it's just kind of cool to see them back in the top 25. That's incredible. Like, when I saw, when I saw that, I'm just... It was like wow, and then you you had told me about <clears throat> them getting the death penalty essentially in college football. So it's taken them that long to get back up, but uh, good for them. I mean, that's they're five and zero on the year, so <laughs> we'll have to see how how much farther they can make it up the list. But uh, twenty three is Virginia, twenty two Wake Forest, twenty one Oklahoma State. Uh, Virginia fell from twenty from eighteen to twenty three this week. 20, Arizona, like we just discussed, they were unranked last week, uh, but beating Cal, they've now moved into the top 20. Michigan is now at 19. UCF is at 18. Utah is down from, down two spots, or sorry, they're up two spots from 19 to 17. Boise State is at 16. 15 is Washington, up two spots. Iowa stays at 14. Oregon at 13. Penn State at 12. Texas at 11, there's no change with any of them. Florida drops one spot from from 9 to 10. Notre Dame uh, flops with them from 10 to 9. Wisconsin at 8. Auburn at 7. Oklahoma at 6. LSU drops to 5, swapping with Oklahoma State, who's now, or sorry, Ohio State, who's now 4. Georgia is 3. And we had the big swap this week because Clemson uh, barely pulling out a win against UNC. Uh, they fall from 1 to 2, and Alabama now becomes the number 1 ranked team. Yep. So, uh, as far as their poll goes, the only thing I'm not, like, a huge fan of was them uh, swapping uh LSU and Ohio State it's what it is is it's just recency bias Ohio State's looked really good but they haven't played anybody like that they're they you know they've looked good against teams like they're blowing teams out that you know aren't even competing with them LSU has a top 10 win on the road and I just don't think that they deserve to be to have been uh skipped over by Ohio State yeah I mean it didn't really make any sense I mean LSU didn't. It wasn't like they looked bad. I mean, right? I think LSU still deserves to be like one of those top teams. They played very well this year against. You know, they haven't played the greatest of competition, but they still have played some some good teams. They played Texas uh, on the road, coming out with the win there. So it's not like the a few weeks ago we were talking about Georgia and Notre Dame not playing anybody um, of <laughs> that was notable uh, and still being ranked in that spot. I, I don't know if LSU deserved to drop. Um, like Clemson did. I think that was warranted for sure. Uh, barely pulling out that win against UNC. Um, was there anything else, you know, maybe uh, just outside the top 10 or near the top 10 or maybe in the 20s that you liked or didn't like? Oh, I'll say what surprised me is seeing Wake Forest uh, ranked 22nd. Uh, when you think of football schools, uh, Wake Forest does not come to mind. Uh, Wake Forest definitely more known for their basketball. Uh, it's the everybody knows, you know, Tim Duncan went to school there. Um, 
but yeah, seeing Wake Forest in the top 25, that's, you know, interesting. Uh, I haven't really followed them too much, but you know, they're going to have to play Clemson at some point. They're going to have to play Virginia at some point. So those should at least be somewhat interesting games. Yep. And like you said, Southern Methodist is pretty shocking. Um, yeah. I'm trying uh, to... A&M at 25, they've fallen quite a bit. Uh, honestly, I'm kind of surprised they're still ranked at 3-2 and two, uh, with a very close win um, to Arkansas. Where, where are your boys in Nebraska at? Yeah, they're not even receiving votes. That's how bad it's gotten there. <laughs> uh, I mean, you did call that at the beginning of the season when they were ranked. You said, you know, Nebraska really doesn't deserve to be ranked, and I think you were pretty much right about that one. Yeah, Ohio State just absolutely blew them out. And the fact that College Game Day was in uh, Nebraska this past week for this game, it's just it's everybody wanting Nebraska to be back before they are. It's you know, it's I don't know. It's the media bias. They want Nebraska is a traditional powerhouse like Tennessee, but they've been overhyped. Wow, pretty uh, pretty aggressive take there by Trey, but I can't say that he's wrong. So Trey, now, sorry, no, I was just gonna say now if we want to talk about my top ten. Yeah, I was just I was just about to to roll it in for you. I was gonna say now let's get into Trey's top ten list uh, for his updated AP uh, Week Six uh, top okay. top ten teams here. Now, I just want to go ahead and preface this by saying I have LSU behind Ohio State in my top 10, but I have had LSU behind Ohio State since the beginning, even after their win against Texas. I put them behind. It's not like with AP where they said, okay, that win puts you over Ohio State, and then they're going to flip-flop them. So I'm just going to put that out there that, yes, I think LSU should be ahead of them in the AP, but according to my top 10, I, you know, they're behind them for a reason. <laughs> um, starting out with number one, obviously, it's Alabama. Um, Alabama's dominated every team they played to this point. Uh, they have the best offense in the country. I think their receiver this past week had like five touchdowns or something crazy like that. And that was like their third or fourth receiver on their team. Um, so yeah, they're number one, number two, uh, I have Georgia. So I've dropped Clemson even down. Cause before this, I always had Clemson at number two, I've dropped them. Uh, so I have Georgia at two. I have Oklahoma at three. And Ohio State at four. So right now, those are my top four. Uh, so Clemson is just outside of that. I have them at five, followed by LSU at six, Wisconsin at seven, Auburn at eight. I have finally, uh, you know, given in, and I have put Florida in my top ten because Oof. at this point, they just deserve it, you know. Oh, what, after they're... that big win against uh, the great Tennessee Volunteers? Well, that and the fact that they're undefeated, you know. It's just... <laughs> You have to at this point. So they're at nine. And then at number 10, a little bit of a shocker, I have Iowa. Boo. I mean, Iowa's, excuse me, Iowa's a shocking pick, but uh, one that jumped out at me was Clemson at five. So what, what, uh, give us a little bit of reasoning behind why you have Clemson so low. I just, they're not playing like they did last year yet they're still undefeated and you know they're still one of the top teams in the country but if you look at Alabama and you look at Georgia and Oklahoma and Ohio State they're blowing all these teams out they're not you know coming they're not playing close games and their offense looks like it's clicking Clemson you know their offense you know they, they, they're good for the big play every now and then um, but when you're only scoring 21 points against North Carolina that's a concern um, I just I don't know. Their defense is definitely, you know, worthy of keeping them in that top four. But right now, uh, their offense, they, they need to improve before I can put them back. They just, I don't see them uh, in the same caliber of uh, elite talent as Alabama, Georgia, Oklahoma, and Ohio State right now. What do you think about Trevor Lawrence's performances the last few weeks? Uh, I don't think they've been great. I mean, I still think he is probably the best pure quarterback um in college football right now when i say that i mean i think his game translates uh to the nfl better than anybody else um but i don't know maybe it's a sophomore slump um i don't know what it is but he just doesn't seem to be as confident as he was last year um i don't know if it's because he's running a new offensive scheme or if it's new people around him, like I know Hunter Renfro's not there anymore. He had to have lost some people on that offensive line. Um, I don't know. I just, I don't the stats think just been, aren't there. 
you know, he was a he was a top three Heisman guy in the preseason, and now he's nowhere even near the probably the top twenty five. Yeah, again, like his stats just haven't been that impressive, and he's been turning the ball over as well. Uh, and I mean, even the the Clemson defense has you know not looked great the last few weeks. We know firsthand because you know we have them on our college fantasy team. They haven't looked great, but uh, they're still managing to to win these games. But it's not pretty. And if they would have lost to North Carolina last week. Do you think that would have dropped them outside the top ten if they would have lost that game? I don't think they would have fallen outside the top ten, but I could have seen them falling to around seven or eight in the AP. That's just kind of how the AP works. If you're a top, you know, three team and you lose a game to an unranked team, they're not going to drop you outside the top ten, which I think is bogus, but it's just how they work. <laughs> yeah, I'd like to know their, uh, I don't know, their, their reasoning and their. Um... I don't know, I guess, process to decide, you know, how far somebody falls if they lose to a certain team. Right. But I guess well, we'll luckily, know. Uh, when it comes to the playoffs, none of that will matter uh, once the college football playoff rankings come out, uh, which should, I don't know when that starts, but it should be before too long. I think it's going to be towards the end of October. Perfect. So, Trey, if there's uh, nothing else that you want to talk about with your top ten, um We'll probably take a commercial break and then come back with the um, the betting odds for week six, if you're okay with that. Yeah, sounds good. All right, so we'll take a break, and we'll be right back uh, with our week six betting odds right here on the Armchair GM Sports Network. Carmine's Pizzeria Italiano, serving Italian pizzas made with the freshest top-quality ingredients. Loaded subs and our famous chicken wings, winners of the 2017 Reader's Choice Awards, and the brand-new recipients of the 2019 Reader's Choice Diamond Award from Niagara this week for Best Pizza in Niagara Falls. Open daily, located on the corner of Drummond Road and Dunn Street. Available for call-ahead pickup or delivery, 905-374-4400. Debit and credit accepted for both. You've tried the rest. It's time to try us. Carmine's Pizzeria Italiano. Attention job seekers. If you're currently looking for work in the Niagara region, you owe it to yourself to check out the services provided by the Niagara Employment Help Center, located at 6100 Thoroughstone Road, Niagara Falls. Free services include resource area open to the public, resume and cover letter writing, community resource and referral information, local labor market information, job search strategies, assistance with clarifying employment training and career goals, employment counseling and job search support, second career information and registration assistance, and check out our available workshops under our events calendar on our website for more details at www.ehc.on.ca, the Niagara Employment Help Center. Marcel Dion Inc. Come in and check out our store and meet Marcel Dion himself. We have wall-to-wall NFL, MLB, and NHL licensed products and all kinds of collectibles. We specialize in autographed sports memorabilia. If you don't see what you're looking for, just ask and we'll find it for you. So next time you need a great gift idea for that sports fanatic in your life, or you need to add to your own collection, come visit us first. You won't be disappointed. 905-357-7678, Marcel Dion Inc. Chip and Charlie's, it's where the locals go. Fun, friendly, and entertaining staff. You're not just a customer, you're family. Lots of TVs, amazing food, and always a great time. Open daily 11 a.m. to 2 a.m. Call 905-371-3428 for inquiries and reservations. Located at 8189 Lundy's Lane, Niagara Falls. Chip and Charlie's, it's where the locals go. Mid-City Motors, Niagara, your premium source for pre-owned vehicles. Financing and leasing for all types of credit. Check them out at 4460 Drummond Road, Niagara Falls, or at mcmniagara.com. They are also happy to announce Mid-City Mechanic is now open. They can repair, maintain, and service all makes and models of vehicles. Conveniently located behind Mid-City Motors at Drummond Road and Perkins Street. They will be happy to help you keep your car on the road. 905-371-2277. That's Mid-City Motors and Mid-City Mechanic. You're listening to the Armchair GM Sports Network.
Alright guys, welcome back to Straight to the Extra Point Alma Matter here in the Armchair GM Sports Network. We are about to go over our Week 6 uh, betting odds portion of the show. In our first segment, we discussed the five, uh, Week 5 recap and the AP Top 25 updated list, as well as Trey gave his Top 10 uh, list that he gives every week uh, for his personal AP, um, what he thinks that uh, should be the Top 10. And he had some pretty interesting takes on that, so if you want to go back and tune into Segment 1 of the show, he's got some uh, a pretty interesting list uh, this week, so... Uh, we're getting going to get now into the week six uh, betting odds portion of the show, Trey. And obviously we're recording this on a Friday morning. Uh, so <clears throat> we didn't get to talk about the great Thursday games, which was Georgia Southern against South Alabama and Temple East Carolina. Unfortunately, you know, we definitely would have picked those games. Yeah, I'm not even going to do them the service and go back and look and see who won. No. not even going to do it. Absolutely not. <laughs> so, Trey, you ready to get into these? Let's do it. All right. Let's do it. So we got one game on Friday that's uh, no, um, of note uh, tonight is uh, UCF, number 18 ranked team on the road against Cincinnati. It opened at three and a half. It's now at four and a half. Trey, what do you like about this game? Uh, well, I don't like much of it. I'm not going to watch <laughs> it. Uh, but um, I'm, I'm going to take UCF uh, at four and a half. Um, they're just, they're a good team. Cincinnati's not, uh, they're still looking to rebound. I know it was two weeks ago, but that loss to Pitt hurt them. Um, and if there weren't any chance of being the, the group of five team to make that, uh, new year six bowl at the end of the year, uh, they're going to need to win out the rest of their games. So I look for them to not only beat Cincinnati, but blow them out. Okay. And uh, you just jump in if you want to do points for games. I'm not you, if if there's games you want to do points for, you go ahead and do that. And because uh, I know there's not there's certain games that you just don't want to pick points for. I'm sure this is one of them. Yeah, we can we can skip the points on this one. Okay. I want to give a quick shout out to the Ridge Filmhouse, a licensed theater in the heart of beautiful Ridgeway, a truly unique movie going experience. Now going into Saturday, we got some interesting. Uh, Interesting noon games here. Uh, a lot of ranked teams playing. I'm not going to say they're playing in you know against good teams, but we have a lot of high ranked teams playing right off the bat. Uh, so we got to go over them. We got uh, L- number five ranked LSU at home as a 23 and a half point favorite to Utah State. Trey, do you like them to cover? Oh, that's weird. It says that. Uh, I'm just looking at it. It says that LSU is a 23 and a half point favorite, but Utah State. Six point dog. That's weird. Usually it's just the. I think the they. Same. I think that was a typo. <laughs> yeah, it must be because <laughs> that's uh that, that wouldn't make much sense that you know <laughs> LSU is a favorite by twenty three and a half. But um, but regardless, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna stick with LSU here. I think LSU pulls us out. Utah State's you know they're not that great of a school um, when it comes to football. Not like they used to be. Um, and LSU wins this big. Perfect. Next game, we got number six, Oklahoma, on the road playing Kansas. Um, and fantasy purposes, I know we picked up Oklahoma's defense this week since Clemson is on a bye. So I know uh, for many reasons we're hoping for Oklahoma's D to be well, good. But bringing that, bi- shoving that bias aside, they're favored by 35.5. It opened up at 34.5. Trey, do you like them to cover? Yeah, this is a huge spread, especially for a divisional game. Uh, but. I am not one to go against Oklahoma, uh, especially with that offense they have. Kansas, you know, they're still a bottom feeder. I, I have to pick Oklahoma here. All right. Jalen Hurts, you're expecting him to cover 35 points. And before we get into the next game, next shout-out to m Sports Cards on Drummond Road near McLeod Road for all your sports cards and gaming card needs. We've got Kent State going on the road. Uh, for you wrestling fans out there, Dolph Ziggler is alma mater. Kent State. Going uh, into number 8th ranked Wisconsin, who opened up at 36. It's now 36.5. So, Trey, do you think that .5 is going to uh, deter you from uh, going with Kent State to cover here? Uh, well, speaking of other famous alumni from Kent State, uh, one that has to do with college football is the uh, probably the greatest football coach in modern history, Nick Saban. He's an alum of Kent State. Yeah, I think um, Dolph Ziggler is more important, to be honest. <laughs> Uh, but in this game, I, I just, you know, I got a weird feeling it's going to be one of those trap games. Uh, Wisconsin's not going to put their all into it. Um, Wisconsin's more of a 
pound it down your mouth kind of team. They're going to run the ball. Um, and, you know, it's, it's not as easy to put up massive amounts of points as it is, as it is for the teams that spread it out and throw it all over the field. Uh, so for that reason, I'm going to take Kent State to cover. Yeah, I think that's a smart cover, to be honest. I mean, they're going to run the ball a lot with Jonathan Taylor, but again, at the end of the day, do you think they're, like you said, are they an offense that's going to put up, you know, 40 more points than another team? I just, I, I don't see it. So uh, I'm with you on, if I was picking Kent State to cover that 36 and a half, that's, that's a lot to ask for a Wisconsin offense. Next game, we've got Penn State, number 12 ranked team, <laughs> playing at home to your favorite team, the Purdue Boilermakers. Uh, it opened up at 24. It's now 26. Trey, do you like Penn State to cover? This is a tough one, too. Uh, Penn State's a good team, but they've struggled throughout the year uh, putting teams away. Uh, look at Pitt, for example. You know, Pitt had a chance to win that game uh, with the last play of the game. Um, Penn State did come out, and I think they throttled their opponent last week. Um, but Purdue, I just don't see them as being some pushover. Uh, I'm going to go out on the limb, and I'm going to take Purdue to cover the 26. Wow, you're taking the Boilermakers, plus 26. All right. Next game, we've got two ranked teams on Fox. We've got number 14, Iowa, uh, on the road to play Jim Harbaugh's number 19-ranked Michigan Wolverines, who opened up at five-point favorites. It's now down to four-and-a-half, Trey. What do you what do you like about this game? Yeah, money's coming in on Iowa, and for good reason. Michigan's faltering. Uh, they, they are not the... Uh, the Michigan of, you know, two or three years ago when Harbaugh first got there to Ann Arbor. Um, I just see, I I don't know why, I see Michigan's season about to fall apart, and I think Harbaugh's going to be fired at the end of the year if Michigan can afford it, because that's going to be a massive buyout. Um, not only do I think Iowa covers, I think Iowa wins. Ooh. I mean, they are the higher-ranked team, and, I mean, they're the underdogs on the road. So, like you, like you said about Michigan, there's a lot going wrong with them right now. Um, do you want to take points on this game? It's 47 and a half. Um, it's a big, uh, it's a big 10 game. You know, this is, you know, powerhouse, you know, smash mouth football. But if I had to pick points, I'd take the over 47.5. Okay. All right. Next, we got number 21 ranked Oklahoma state traveling to Texas tech. Uh, it opened up at an eight point, uh, spread. It's now a 10 point spread for Oklahoma state on the road. Uh, do you like them to cover that? I do. Uh, Oklahoma State, they're, you know, they're not one of the best teams in the country, but they're a good team. They're a solid team, and they've got a high-powered offense. Um, you know, Sanders, he's going to throw for 350-plus, uh, four touchdowns, and cover the 10. I hope so, because he sure didn't last week when we needed him to play. Uh, okay, any of the other uh, afternoon games that uh, entice you, Trey? Let me see here. Uh, oh, at, well, there we go. We got at 3, 3.30 on CBS, we've got number 7 ranked Auburn uh, on the road against number 10 ranked Florida, your favorite team. Uh, this spread actually flip-flopped. It started off at a three-point favorite for Florida. It is now a three-point favorite for Auburn. So, Trey, what do you think about this interesting uh, flip-flop spread here? This, I feel like, is going to be the first real test for Florida this season. Um you know they had Miami to start the season or to start the year, uh, but Miami's not really that good. Um, obviously, they played Tennessee, but Tennessee is awful. Um, <laughs> this is this will be their first real matchup, uh, and Auburn is a you know this isn't a team that they play every year either. Like Florida versus Auburn is not a, a normal crossover. This is their you know, their one opponent that they they uh, cross over and play from the uh, SEC West this year. So. It's not a normal matchup you see in the SEC. I think both teams are going to come out excited for this game. Uh, it's going to be in the swamp, uh, but I think Auburn wins this. Um, I think Auburn's just—I think they're—I think for one, they're better coached. I think they have better talent, and the the key factor for this for me is they're not playing a backup quarterback. Florida's going to be going with their backup. Auburn won't, and I think that's going to be the deciding factor. Why do you like? Do you have a reason why you think this this uh, the spread flip flopped for three points each way? Well, usually um, a home like whoever the home team is gets an automatic uh, three points, um, and like in their direction favored. Um, so that's kind of how it like it just goes in college football. If you're the home team, it's an automatic three points in your, your way. Um, so 
it probably started out as like a push em game or pick them sorry not push them pick them uh and then you know because florida's the home team they get that three points and that's probably why it started that way and then the fact that auburn was you know a three-point dog you know money just probably flew in on auburn which caused the flip-flop okay uh do you like the 47 points for this game oh i think it goes over easy okay all right, next we've got number nine ranked Notre Dame uh, at home with probably the biggest spread of the week against Bowling Green, Kentucky, minus forty-five. Trey, wow, it's, uh, it's actually Bowling Green of Ohio. Oh, it's not. Oh, <laughs> no. damn it! I yeah. love Bowling Green, Kentucky. Shoutouts to them, but sorry, I thought it was yeah. Bowling Green, Kentucky. Do they even have a school, no. Bowling Green, Kentucky? Do they even have no. A college? No, okay. they don't. <laughs> I didn't even know there was a Bowling Green, Ohio. Well, I learned something today. Anyways, whatever Bowling Green it is, Trey, do you like Notre Dame to cover 45 points on them? Man, that's that's asking a lot. But, you know, Notre Dame, they, they got to still be upset after losing to Georgia. Um, I'm going to go out on a limb, and I'm going to say they, they do. I think they do cover the 45. I mean, 45 is a lot for anybody. Uh, we've seen Alabama with big spreads like that, and that, that'd even be tough to call. So, Notre Dame minus 45, Trey's taking it. Next uh, afternoon game, which is a rare afternoon game for the Texas Longhorns, coming off their bye on the road uh, before the big matchup next week against Oklahoma, which will basically decide their season. We've got West Virginia. Uh, started off as 10-point favorites, now 11.5. Trey, do you like my Longhorns to cover 11.5? Uh, starting off the season, West Virginia, they, you know, they looked, you know, like a poverty team pretty much. They they looked like they were going to be in for a rough year, um, especially after being shut out against Missouri. But they've bounced back uh, pretty nicely. Um, but since then, they haven't played a team like Texas. Uh, you know, this has grown into a pretty good rivalry um, within the past few years, uh, West Virginia versus Texas. Um, it'll be in West Virginia, which I think does give West Virginia a slight edge, but I think the talent in Texas just takes over. And I think they end up winning this by three touchdowns. Okay. So you think Texas is going to win by three touchdowns? I like it. Now, does that have some bias towards our, uh, Sam Ellinger this week in fantasy? No, I just, I, I, I follow West Virginia a little closer than most others just because I have so much family that uh, lives up there and roots for them. So I know uh, a little bit more about West Virginia. No, I know. I'm just joking. I really don't. So <laughs> I'm taking Texas just because they're my team and because, uh, you know, it's my blind bias pick because we need uh, Sam Ellinger to have a great week since it's the first place matchup in uh, college fantasy football this week. So hook em horns, minus 11 and a half. Let's do it. Uh, next game in the afternoon. Oof. Looking pretty bare here, Trey, in the afternoon. Uh, any, Obviously, we're going to take a break before we get into the 7 o'clock games, but there's uh, it's pulling teeth here for any any other games to discuss here. If there's any other you want to pull out here. Uh, I guess we can do this uh, Georgia Tech-North Carolina game. It's a solid ACC matchup. Okay. Or actually, before we do that one, Nebraska-Northwestern. There's right. a there's a there's a matchup for everybody. Um, this game beyond Fox, why I don't know. Um, <laughs> neither team is really. Both teams have been disappointing, to say the least. I knew Nebraska was going to be disappointing, but I thought Northwestern would be a little bit better than they are. They have Hunter Johnson at quarterback, who's a good QB. Um, Nebraska again favored by seven points. It is a home game for Nebraska, but after that you know, whooping they just took from Ohio State. You got to wonder how much their fans are going to be into this game. Um, this is going to be like a make or break game for either team. I'm going to pick Northwestern to cover. Wow, there's a shock going against uh, Nebraska. I don't think you've taken Nebraska once this year in any sort of spread. I have. I have. Did I you? took them against Colorado and okay. they let me down. <laughs> So Northwest Colorado won that game. So Northwestern plus seven against Trey's favorite team, Nebraska, the Cornhuskers. Um, actually, shocked you even picked that game. But uh, we'll talk about the other game you wanted to discuss real quick from the other unranked games. Uh, like you said, a matchup between North Carolina, who had a great showing last week against Clemson. They're on the the road to playing Georgia Tech at eight and a half 
Started off at eight and a half point favorite or point favorites. They're now at nine and a half. Do you like North Carolina coming off that uh, performance they had against Clemson to cover here on the road against Georgia Tech? Now this is this game is interesting to me just because I feel like it's a possible letdown game for North Carolina because they were so close to defeating uh, Clemson last week that you know they could feel demoralized going into this week. Um, but Georgia Tech is just so bad. They were one of the worst teams in college football. Like, you know, if you were going to rank all 126 teams, they're probably in that 120 to 126 area. That's how bad they are. Um, I don't want to, but I'm going to pick Carolina to cover. All right. So you're going to pick North Carolina to cover the nine and a half on the road. All right. Points or no points? That's a tough one, too. I'll probably stay away from the points on that one. Um, okay. You know, 50 or 49.5, that's just... And this type of game, you know, it can either go either way, I guess. Yeah. You know, North Carolina's going to either come out and just, you know, kill them, or it's going to be a close, uh, low-scoring game that'll probably pull away with, like, a 21-10 to 10 victory at the end. Yeah. With that being said, there's... Like I said, there's a lot of good teams playing in the afternoon. It's just not... The quality of games, except for that Auburn-Florida game, is probably the only game that's going to be somewhat watchable because the other games probably aren't going to be close. All the ranked teams are playing a lot of poor teams and with high spreads. So it probably isn't much much to watch there except for that Auburn and Florida game. But with that being said, we're going to take our last commercial break and get into the night games for Saturday's lineup of college football. So we'll be right back here on the Armchair GM Sports Network. The Blue Line Diner is Niagara's leading breakfast restaurant. Great food, great service, and where else can you see one of the NHL's greatest players having coffee and conversation with patrons? Of course, Marcel Dion Inc. is located directly next door, and Marcel is always in and out of the restaurant, talking to the kids and the fans that walk through the doors. Open Tuesday through Friday, 8 a.m. to 2 p.m., and Saturday and Sunday, 8 a.m. to 1.30 p.m. 289-296-8785, the Blue Line Diner, located on Montrose Road, Niagara Falls. Simply Fit Health Club, real 24-hour access, 7 days a week. Located at 6595 Drummond Road, Niagara Falls. A clean, modern facility with top-of-the-line equipment, a friendly and non-judgmental environment, free Wi-Fi, ample parking, and more. Come in and tour their facility anytime during their office hours, 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. Monday through Friday, Saturday 9 a.m. to 6 p.m., and Sunday 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. Don't hesitate to stop in. No appointment necessary. They take pride in helping their members reach their health and fitness goals at their convenience and for the best possible price. For only $9.99 bi-weekly, members will get access to the state-of-the-art facility any day, anytime. What are you waiting for? At Simply Fit, there are no excuses, only results. Come see for yourself, 289-296-9535 or info at simplyfithealthclub.com. Simply Fit Health Club. Michelangelo's Niagara Falls' premier sports kitchen and bar. We're all about food, friends, and fun. Catch the game with us and grab a delicious bite to eat while enjoying a cold beer. Bus trips to sporting events, live music performances, and sports pools throughout the year. Open daily 11 a.m. to midnight and 11 a.m. to 1 a.m. on Fridays and Saturdays. Michelangelo's Niagara Falls' premier sports kitchen and bar. Canadian Wrestling Figure Store. Check out their website at cwf.ecwid.com for the best selection in Canada for WWE elites, basics, and exclusive action figures. Free Canada-wide shipping on any order over $200. Enter the code ARMCHAIR at checkout so they know that we sent you to receive 10% off your order. Once again, that's Canadian Wrestling Figure Store at cwf.ecwid.com. Attention employers! Finding the right candidate to meet your hiring needs requires more than just posting an advertisement and waiting for a suitable candidate to apply. Let the Niagara Employment Help Center save you valuable time and money by making your hiring process easier. Free job postings. Fill job vacancies quickly and efficiently. Access to a bank of potential employees. Reduce employment costs. All candidates will be pre-screened. Job trials and placement incentives. And financial assistance may be applicable to offset the cost of training. Again, this Niagara Employment Help Center, located at 6100 Thorldstone Road, Niagara Falls. www.ehc. You're listening to the Armchair GM Sports Network.
All right, guys, welcome back to the final segment of today's show of our uh, college football week six betting odds show right here in the Armchair GM Sports Network. This is straight to the extra point alma mater. I'm here with my co-host Trey, and we just went over the afternoon games for uh, Saturday, October 5th. We're going to get into the night games now. So, Trey, uh, like I was saying earlier, the day games, there wasn't really a lot of uh, high-powered matchups between two really good teams uh, the night doesn't look too great either, uh, looking at it now. But uh, we got to talk about the first game here, and I'm sure you're going to have a pretty big hot take about this game. We're going to have number three ranked Georgia playing on the road against your Tennessee Volunteers, favored uh, at, or sorry, Tennessee is 25 and a half point underdogs against Georgia. So Trey, let's hear this. Oh, no hot take here. Georgia's going to they're going to throttle is like I said it's going to be a it's going to be an old-fashioned butt whooping Georgia is going to come in uh and have the stadium empty by halftime <laughs> uh yeah I mean 25 and a half I think that's low I think geez you could put a 40 point spread on this game and I'd probably still take Georgia wow Trey you telling me you don't want to go to this game not really. I don't really want to go to any of the games. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Tennessee is in a dark place right now. But anyway, so Trey's picking Georgia. Do you like the points at 51.5? Do you like Tennessee to Georgia. help with that? <clears throat> Georgia will cover that by themselves. Okay. <laughs> so over 51.5 points. Next game, we've got the only like decent game with two ranked teams in it left for the night here is... 25th ranked Michigan State on the road playing Ohio State and it is a 20 point spread for Ohio State to cover that do you like that or not you know if this was played at Michigan State I might take Michigan State to cover uh but with the way Ohio State's been playing Michigan State uh barely in the top 25 I think especially with it being at 20 that means three touchdowns will cover it I I think you got to take Ohio State here all right, Ohio State at minus 20. What about the 48 points? Oh, yeah, take the over. Okay, so you've picked four points so far for this show, and you've went over on every single one of them. So, it's interesting. Next game, we've got 24-ranked uh, SMU uh, playing against uh, my dad's favorite team, Tibet, for whatever reason, is Tulsa. Uh, Tulsa has 13-point underdogs here. Uh, they opened up at 14, so now they're down to 13. So, Trey, do you think that's going to make a big difference? Uh, not really. I don't know much about, like, I haven't followed either teams really that much this year. But, but the way SMU is playing, you know, I got to take them at 13. And uh, just to counter your last point, I'm going to take the under. Okay, perfect. I baited you into an under. Perfect. So 13 points and under 63 seems like a lot. I don't know. I don't know much about yeah. these two teams, but 63 points 60, for these two teams. Yeah, 63 Ooh. does sound like a lot. That's why yeah. I felt like the under was the same yeah. pick here. Asking Tulsa to put up some points like that, I don't know about that. Uh, I want to give a quick shout-out to Dixon Accounting and Tax Services, 905-374-1503 or DixonAccounting.com. Uh, we're gonna have, we have a uh, SEC matchup here on the SEC network. We got Vanderbilt on the road playing Ole Miss. Ole Miss uh, seven-point favorites here. Trey, what do you like? Uh, last year in this game, uh, Vanderbilt squeezed out a win at the very end of the game uh, against Ole Miss, which helped uh, lead them to their bowl game because um, this was the second to last game of the year for them last year. Uh, so that win really helped them reach their bowl game, their six win mark. Uh, I don't think they are as fortunate this year. This one being played at Ole Miss, uh, Vanderbilt has definitely taken a step or two or three steps back this year. They are pretty, pretty bad. Um, and I think Ole Miss, well, I don't think they're a good team or even got better. I think they stayed the same, and that should be plenty well enough to at least win the game. Um, whether they cover or not, though, uh, at seven, uh, I'm going to take Vanderbilt to cover. Okay. Vandy to cover the seven points. And every time I've taken Vandy this year, they've let me down. So hopefully they don't this (laughs) This time. This might be the last time you pick them. (laughs) Um, Next, shout out to Steinhaus Construction, 905-359-8897. Steinhaus Construction on Instagram or steinhausconstruction at gmail.com. We've got 13th ranked Oregon 
uh, playing at home to the newly unranked California. Uh, what is California's name again? I'm sorry. Golden Bears? The Bears. The Bears, yeah. yeah. The Bears. Okay. So California, like we discussed earlier in the show, falling out of the AP Top 25. So they were in the Top 25. They were 15th uh, before they lost last week. So technically you could say this is kind of a ranked match because they could still be ranked in the AP realistically. Uh, so 13th ranked Oregon is 18-point favorites at home to Cal. Do you like them to cover? Uh, I do. I think Oregon um, is starting to find their groove after you know the blunders to start the season. Um, I think they're a really good team, probably the best team in the Pac-12. Uh, and I think they cover against Cal, and I think they go over the 47. Yeah, I think Justin. I think Justin Herbert could definitely uh, help them get over this forty-seven points for sure. Um, he's kind of uh, continuing to get better. The beginning of the season was pretty rough for him, but he's kind of uh, you know going into that or transitioning into that quarterback everybody thought would be a, a Heisman candidate uh, going into the season. Right. Uh, do you like any of these other th- the next three games underneath that? The Pitt, Duke, Liberty, New Mexico State, or U- U- UTSA or UTEP? Uh, Pitt, Duke, actually, like that might be a sneaky good game. Okay. Uh, Duke's Duke's been pretty good this year. Uh, Cutcliffe has that team moving in the right direction. Pittsburgh, same. They've uh, they went toe to toe with Penn State and then they beat UCF, uh, which was a huge win for them. Um, so I think this does have the potential to be a really good game. Uh, Duke is at home. That's not much of a home field advantage when you play at Duke when it comes to football. Uh, it's not like you're going in there and playing at Cameron Indoor for a basketball game. Now, who wins that game? I think I, I think it's going to be Pittsburgh. I think Pittsburgh's going to win that game. Um, and if, they're, if Pittsburgh wins, obviously they have to cover. Uh, so give me Pitt 5.5. All right. So, yeah, they are the, the underdogs in this game at five and a half, but Trey thinks they're going to win outright. Uh, next game, I guess, Oregon State and UCLA. UCLA's favored by six and a half. It was eight and a half. So, Trey, who do you like here? Uh, Oregon State is, you know, if, if this was any other team other than Oregon State, I'd probably go against UCLA because they just have been very unimpressive so far this season. Uh, but because it is Oregon State, and Oregon State is, again, one of the worst teams uh, in <laughs> FBS football, uh, I'll go with UCLA to cover. Cover the six and a half. And I will say that the running back, Josh Kelly, has looked better the last few weeks. He was injured to start the year, but he has put up uh, two good performances in a row for them. So it looks like he's finally, um, you know, everybody's expected him to be a very good running back this year. And it looks like he's finally somewhat turning that around uh, and not being a complete bum uh, for our fantasy yeah, he's team. Start- he's starting to get his legs back. Yep, pun intended as a running back, you know. <laughs> uh, next game here, we've got uh, number 15th ranked Washington on the road playing Stanford. It opened up at 14. It's now 15-point favorites for Washington as the road team. What do you like here? Going into the farm playing Stanford. It's never an easy task. Uh, Stanford, they're well-coached. They might not be ranked, and Washington is a good team. Um but, you know, this is one of those late games. Anything can happen out in Pac-12 after dark. Uh, give me the give me Stanford. Okay, you like Stanford to cover. like that. Stanford plus 15. And the last game we're going to discuss today, so I'll give my last shout-out to Benimino Meats, premium line of meats from Niagara Sausage, 40 Ridge Road, Welland, custom curing available, hashtag you bring the bread. Now, is Boise State going to be bringing this bread as the 16-ranked team? As twenty-four point un, or twenty-four point favorites on the road playing UNLV. Yeah, I mean, I don't know anything about UNLV uh, <laughs> when it comes to football. Uh, I do know Boise State is a really good team. Uh, they always seem to be a really good team, and they have a chance to overtake uh, UCF uh, for that Group of Five team that makes that uh, New Year's uh, Six Bowl game. And if they're going to do that, they're going to need to win this game and win it convincingly. So give me Boise State, minus 24. Perfect. And again, Trey only picked uh, six games for the uh, points. So he's got uh, over 47.5 for the Iowa game, over 47 for Auburn, over 51.5 for Georgia, over 48 for Ohio State, 
oh, under 63 for SMU after I uh, called him out for not picking any unders. <laughs> and then he finally went with one more over for Oregon, the Oregon game at 47. So, Trey, what do you – do you got your lock and your upset of the week here? Oh, man. Uh, let me go through these one more time. Guessing your lock is Georgia against Tennessee? No. My lock is actually going to be Ohio State over Michigan State. Okay. So, Ohio State minus 20. You can lock that in. Hang on. Let me get the – let me get my little – there we go. There's your lock. And what's your uh, upset of the week? One second. I'm going to notate that on my notes. Um, and upset of the week. I think it was Pitt because they were underdogs and you said they're yeah. going to outright win. Yeah, I did pick uh, pick Pitt to out, outright win over, over Duke. But I'm trying to see if there's anything that might be a little bit better for that. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it is still Duke. I mean, yeah, but they are. <clears throat> excuse me, they are favorites at home, and there weren't a lot of ranked teams that are gonna, supposed to lose this week because they're playing. You know, the, the spreads are high. Right. Yeah, we can go with that. Pittsburgh at Duke. I think Pitt wins that game. That's a solid upset. You don't want to go with your boys, Florida, as upsets against Auburn, and go against your pick of Auburn. <laughs> yeah, that'll contradict myself. So I had to stay away from that one. <laughs> All right. Perfect. So. We, Trey's got Pitt as his underdog of the week and Ohio State as his lock at minus 20 over Michigan State. So, Trey, uh, before we wrap the show up, anything else you want to last thoughts about uh, week six here? Oh, I just hope the Vols don't embarrass me too bad. That's about all I can ask for. (laughs) Uh, Clemson's on a bye this week, so nothing to talk about with them possibly you know dropping farther down the list maybe it's a good time for their bye after what happened against North Carolina last week yeah no buys never a bad thing no for sure and uh like you were saying earlier about that Iowa Michigan game uh, those are two ranked teams do you think i know you you said you picked Iowa or uh, Iowa at, at four and a half point dogs uh do you want to go with that as your underdog as well well, I, I definitely think Iowa wins that game. And even though they're not the favorite, I have it hard to pick that as an upset when Iowa is ranked higher than Michigan. I don't know. It's just maybe that's me. Um, I do think, I guess, technically they do upset them because of the uh, the spread. But, you know, if just a casual person turns on this game and sees, oh, 14 Iowa versus 19 Michigan, you know, they're not going to know that Michigan was a favorite. Yeah, most likely not. And uh, like you were saying, a hot take earlier, you think uh, you think Harbaugh, when they lose this game, gets fired, or you think he gets fired at the end of the year? Well, I don't think he gets fired midseason. Um, if you fire a coach midseason, the buyout is a lot more than if you wait till the end of the year. Um, his buyout's still going to be a lot, even though at the end of the year, because he signed a massive contract with Michigan. Um, but no, I think depending on how the rest of the season goes, which I don't think it's going to go good for Michigan. I do think he ends up getting fired, and the Michigan boosters are going to have to shell out a lot of money. Yeah, that, that again, like what, that's the double-edged sword, right? You want to get him out of there, but at the same time, do you want to pay all that money to really get him out of there? Yeah, it just kind of it depends on who your boosters are, I guess, because you know some of those boosters they have so much money they don't even know what to do with. Like, look at look at Arkansas. One of their boosters is Jerry Jones. <laughs> Yeah, must be nice. Maybe he needs to build them a Jerry World 2.0. Yeah. But uh, anyways, I think that's probably going to wrap it up, folks, for today's episode of Straight to the Extra Point Alma Mater, our Week 6 betting odd show and Week 5 recap right here on the Armchair GM Sports Network, your source for North American sports coverage by sports fans for sports fans and delivered to you right here in the Niagara region. As always, I'm your host of Straight to the Extra Point Alma Mater, Cappy. Follow me on Twitter at Poots13 with a Canadian Z. And I promise we will not be on a bye week again like last week. Uh, so we will be bringing you uh, the shows uh, for the rest of the year here. And all the links how you can follow us will be in the description below of this video on whichever new platform you're listening to us right now or any of our uh, previous other ones. And thanks again to my co-host Trey, as always, for the discussion. You can follow him on Twitter at Trey Patterson for uh, some pretty funny uh, Tennessee Volunteers tweets, I'm sure. Oh, yeah, they'll, they'll be there as long, along with uh, all my other terrible sports teams that I follow. Oh yeah, I wanted to. We forgot to mention. Uh, also, Trey Patterson also blocked from three uh, Tennessee Volunteers fan pages. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, it happens. It happens when you're not, when you're a realist fan, you know. Yeah, I'm not gonna go and pump sunshine for a team that doesn't deserve it. Yeah, with a bunch of uh, what do you call it? What, what, what did Butch Jones say best? Uh, the energy vampires. Yeah, Trey's just an energy vampire. What can you say? And uh, lastly, a big thank you to all of our great sponsors that will put us on and support our network to keep the show on the air. And finally, to you viewers out there for tuning in and listening along with us for this episode. And this has been Straight to the Extra Point, Alma Matter, your October 4th, 2019 edition. Uh, it was supposed to be October 2nd, but we already told you what happened there. On the Armchair GM Sports Network by sports fans for sports fans. We'll see you next week. Go Vols! Yeah, go Vols. <laughs> Not... Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.